Welcome to the Excellence in Industry podcast hosted by Caprock Partners, where we discuss all things industrial real estate. Well, welcome everyone. I'm uh, joined here today with Javier Wasiak from JLL Las Vegas. Welcome, Javier. Hey, Nicholas. How are you? Good. It's a cold day here in Las Vegas. It is. We've turned the corner officially. Uh, it happens around this time every year. It always surprises us uh, after 30 three years of being here. <laughs> I always get surprised every Halloween uh, when all of a sudden it's freezing. But yeah, but it's all good. Nice change though. Yeah. So for today, I thought we would kind of focus on COVID-19 and the impact on the Las Vegas market. Uh, obviously, we're a little over six months now at COVID-19. Sure. I think the perception from a lot of outsiders is with the Las Vegas Strip closed early on, and with everything that's impacted the conference and convention world, entertainment, uh, that Las Vegas has really seen a big blow. I guess starting from the beginning of COVID-19, what did you see to you know six months fast forward and what we're seeing today? Sure. So I think we experienced very much what other markets did. I think there was that initial feeling of uncertainty, uh, not knowing what was going to happen, wondering how bad the impact was going to be, especially for the southwest part of the valley, and then also wondering how it was going to impact the rest of the market. You know, even our submarkets furthest away from the strip and, and uh, convention business, we wondered uh, how they were going to be impacted because we recognized that a lot of our larger strip-related uh, occupiers are also in North Las Vegas. So it took us probably about 30 days to really understand that there was the possibility that the, the impact was actually going to be very minimal. And, and it was, uh, and it continues to be surprising to us how little we've seen the effects of the current crisis um, uh, manifest in the industrial market. And I think that's a great point. You've seen industrial really excel through COVID-19 with velocity of leasing, um, whether it be because of onshoring, nearshoring, um, everybody going on their phones, on the internet, uh, and really driving e-commerce forward more so than everybody had already forecasted. But to that extent, um, you know, we've heard that there's been a lot of sublease space come available from the conference convention kind of industry here. But, you know, what you and I talk about all the time is really that velocity of tenant activity. And we've seen some huge leases done during COVID um, with, let's say, White Box uh, going to, you know, a competing project of Cap Rocks. Um, But you've continued to see that velocity of activity. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so no doubt. So we're currently tracking, I want to say, about 1.2 million square feet of sublease space. I can tell you that about half to three quarters of that is already in play. So despite the fact that there has been, of course, an increase in sublease product across the valley, we've seen that backfill relatively quickly, even in the southwest. In North Las Vegas, that's been... Uh, most prominent in the 344,000 square feet that astound uh, vacated or is about to vacate. There's strong activity on that space. I myself have a proposal out for about half that building. Um, so, uh, so yeah, very active. Um, as you pointed out, I think what we experienced was, and a lot of people have kind of pointed it out to be this acceleration of demand that was already there. 
pent-up demand that was existing pre-COVID. And then all COVID really did was expose to a lot of these online retailers their shortfalls that they needed to work on and um, enhance their networks. And uh, so that, you know, really translated in the acceleration of these demands. And boy, we're, we're feeling that now. You know, as developers, we saw kind of across the Southwest, early COVID, beginning uh, parts of COVID, that if you weren't already under construction, um, you were generally pausing on projects. And we were still going through some of the entitlements and permitting on, you know, our large project at Tropical, um, Tropical Logistics in North Las Vegas. And so we weren't paused. We were kind of going through the entitlements and pro- uh, permitting process. But we saw a lot of other groups pause. And sure. so there hasn't been a huge amount of supply that's really come on, like I think years past, uh, call it the last three years in North Las Vegas with Big Box. Has that created um, pent up demand with a slower supply that's come out? I think so. Um, Las Vegas, you know, we're, if, depending on where you start counting square footage, is about 150 million square foot market. So depending on who you talk to, some people consider us a secondary or a tertiary market. Uh, what that also means, and also because of the fact that, you know, really it's been during this current cycle that we've really developed into more of a big box market than before. Uh, we were never very deep in that arena. We're still not. But we've developed, you know, more buildings in excess of 200,000 square feet in the last, you know, four or five years than we probably had in the combined 10, 15 years prior to that. So pretty significant for us. Um, we, um, as far as, you know, current supply and demand, there was a little bit of a pause and there were developers such as Prologis that decided nationally to kind of hit the pause button. And I think they're backing off of that now. I think in retrospect, they'll believe they could have done that earlier. The truth is it's really created an atmosphere, in my opinion, where there's been a great balance of good uh, tenant product and uh, great absorption for developers. So now, historically, I think over the last 12, 18 months, we've been about 50% pre-leased on new deliveries. And that's unusually good. I think the national average is about 37%. So Las Vegas has performed real well there. And, um, and we just don't see any reason to stop. In, in different blocks of space, whether you're two to 300 or one to two or, or above, there appear to be at least two, three good options, creating a healthy atmosphere both for occupiers uh, and developers. Uh, so in all aspects, you know, I'm feeling really good about what's going on now. So when we came to the market about four years ago and we sat in offices with you and your partners, Rob and Jason, one of the statistics that really kind of stuck with me was that you said Las Vegas is a consumption market. And I believe nine out of every 10 trucks that come in full leave empty. There's probably no better group to, you know, really capitalize off that than Amazon. And sure. obviously Amazon has had a significant amount of leasing during COVID in this market. And from what I understand has a significant or healthy appetite for additional space as they go out. Can you talk a little bit about not necessarily Amazon, but how them taking up all this additional space 
having lower coverage and occupying these sites from some of these developers is really putting a chokehold, I guess, on additional deliverable space for other tenants and how that's really kind of creating a supply and demand issue. Sure. It has been interesting uh, seeing Amazon roll out its different sites. Um, Again, what I really have enjoyed about that, what I've really liked, is that in a lot of cases, so in the case, for example, of Clarion on their Silver State site, and then also with Van Trust on their original Northgate site, what I think it did is it bolstered that developer to building out the balance of the sites. So if we were to think about Silver State, for example, about 150 acres, they were one of the developers that kind of hit the pause when COVID broke. And um, they were uncertain exactly about when they were, what they were going to do, when they were going to deliver. Well, having somebody like Amazon in your back pocket sure gives you a lot of confidence to, de- to deliver some additional product. And, and them having already pre-leased about 120,000 square feet of that first building to Home Depot, getting strong activity on the balance of that, having an additional 40 acres to develop on a build-a-suit basis behind, I think um, has not only done them well, but it's also encouraged the balance of the market. Uh, with the deliveries that you have coming up at uh, Interchange, uh, a very well-located, uh, well-regarded project, and then what you're doing uh, across the 15 on Tropical. Um, you know, I think you're a great example of the, you know, Amazon experience out here and how that's driven people to build good competitive product. So, you know, going back again to, I guess, six months into COVID, the strip's obviously back open. Um, it's nowhere near what it was, you know, this morning when I flew in and was driving down to our first meeting, we drove halfway down the strip and there was five cars, you know, a handful of people on the sidewalks at 10 AM in the morning. Um, it still has a long way to get back. That said, from an industrial perspective for the Las Vegas market, it sure doesn't seem like it's slowed down. It still seems like when we ask for a tenant in the market sheets from all the brokerage shops, you're seeing some major names, some projects that are multi-market searching uh, that, you know, whether they're 50,000, 100,000, 500,000 square feet, that velocity and activity seems to be strong. Do you see that kind of carrying through into the next year? I do. I can't point towards uh, a reason why that would stop anytime soon. Uh, And it's across the board. You know, one of the things, of course, that we like to track a lot is, you know, who's doing these deals? What, you know, what are the drivers? Is it all online retailers? Is it, you know, all three PLs? Um, And there is a lot of activity. um, But it is nice to see that, you know, we are seeing other occupiers throughout the valley aggressively take space. And, and there has been a shift, of course, and some of it is to meet current demand. For example, we have seen a rise from uh, PPE providers, right? Um, so, so we've you know, seen that. That's strong. Uh, we know also that food distributors are making a strong play around the country, and that's left its mark here as well. I think you also have um, a combination of other influences like the, you know, Las Vegas in general, the Valley, making an effort to move some of the heavier industrial uses outside the Valley. So that's really spurred an interest in the Apex Business Park, you know, heading directly northeast outside of Las Vegas. 
and, and that's allowed occupiers and developers to consider sites that they've vacated um, for a new development. So it feels like there's been this confluence of different uh, energies that by and large have benefited the industrial market. Um, you know, in talking about the effects of COVID on our market, there really hasn't been a market that we haven't more sought to get data from as to how we've been impacted than the Southwest and the airport, of course. And um, it's been great to see that, you know, despite the fact that we kept hoping for the other shoe to drop and to see huge numbers of sublease space and to see defaults, that we really haven't. The major landlords in those uh, submarkets are telling us that actually, although some tenants did approach them, of course, about working out uh, deals and, and some type of relief uh, packages, by and large, most um, feel like they've been weathering it pretty well. And the ones that have not been able to, like I said before, the space has been backfilled pretty aggressively to the extent that you know, we even today continue to see upward pressure on lease rates uh, in the Southwest, uh, which, considering what that submarket in particular has gone through, is, is pretty surprising. Yeah, during these times, to be able to see the uh, upward pressure on lease rates that we've seen across the whole valley, including North Las Vegas, uh, is pretty phenomenal. No, as a company, we obviously are very invested in this market with over 2 million square feet of development, and um, so it's exciting to hear. So, uh, Javier, I appreciate the time. Loved having you on. Hopefully, no, we can do my this again. My pleasure. Always good to see you, Nicholas. Thank you.